Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, my talkers, it's hour three of Lori and Julia, the final stretch for this fun Monday. Let's have some fun. Let's see what they got to say and maybe, maybe crack a laugh or two. We're going to try. We got a movie review from Julia and a kid's movie review from me. But Julia, you were one of the... Now, this isn't a surprise. So Warner Brothers in the Heights was released on HBO Max and in theaters. Yes. And it, di- it disappointed at the box office with only 11 million. And geez, it's almost like when you can watch a movie at home for free, will people go see it in the movie theater? Uh, no. Well, this was uh, this was interesting. Cause, I mean, they thought right. it would do 20 million. I'm like, I don't know why they thought they would do 20 million when it's airing on HBO Max at the same time as the movie theater. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I watched it at home, and my neighbor went to watch it in the movie theater. So, which was funny, because I said, come over and watch the movie. You know, I have... And she said, I want to see it on the big screen. No, she had already seen it. Oh, okay. So, it was kind of funny. So, I watched Into the Heights, and I'd never seen the play. You and Donnie went back to it back in the day, and this is Lin-Manuel. In the Heights. It's in called the Heights. Heights. What I call in, it? Into the Heights. Oh, In the Heights. Mm-hmm. But... Um, it's Lynn Manuel who did Hamilton. This was before Hamilton, yeah. his first uh, musical, mm-hmm. and it's about Washington Heights, a Latino community in um, Manhattan. Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And it was um, very Hamilton-like to me in the style of music. Yeah. So I felt very comfortable in the way that they were doing the music and the songs because it just reminded me of Hamilton. Yeah. In the rapping, kind of singing, rapping. And um, I mean, Variety I, called it the summer campy fun movie Anthony, that we needed. The guy, Anthony Ramos, who's kind of the star, is so delightful, so charming. Leslie Grace, Jimmy Smith is in it. And then Mark Anthony shows up in it. Jennifer Lopez's ex-husband, mm-hmm. when you look at him, you wonder how she didn't squish him. He's just a pin. He's that he's that teeny. He's, he is so teeny. The, the tanorexic anorexic. Yeah, the manorexic tanorexic. <laughs> um, it was really mm. I thought, you know, it's two hours and something minutes, uh, so I took breaks. Yeah. But I I put on closed captioning so I could hear all the words and mm-hmm. the songs and stuff. I really enjoyed it. But I did take a break. Because yeah. that's too long for me. But I thought why would I go to a theater when you can watch it at home? Well, I mean, this is the big duh. I don't that get it, that. That it didn't, it underperformed. I'm like, uh, didn't you account for the fact that, the, geez, like if you can watch a movie for free at home, less people will go see it for money in the theater. That's just a fact. Right. And they're saying that that's not supposed to be a factor because... 
But they are saying the big movies, like the Avenger movies, people would go see in a movie anyway. Or a Quiet Place. The fr- but well, they didn't scary make scary that- movies. Musicals don't perform as well. Well, they were thinking theater. that. I mean, this has like ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I just feel like though having it on HBO Max is it was gonna so convenient, it. and it was so hot, and it could be a cult following. It could be a word of mouth kind of a movie in that way because. Yeah, it's like the 90- greatest showman, you know, with Hugh it Jackson. Did it. it didn't do well in the movie theaters. But then it got the yeah. word of mouth and it stayed in theaters and it kept the playing. music was great. It's a it's a good movie and the dancing, it has a lot of everything you want. Yeah. Okay, good. I like I enjoyed it, but apparently it cost fifty five million to make. It needs hundred and ten million to break even, but that doesn't include all the marketing and all the money that's gone well, into it. It was Lynn Manuel Miranda, he was everywhere, and so was uh the other Guy and the gal, the lead. Leslie Grace. Yeah. And Jimmy Smets. Um Anthony Ramos. He's he's darling. darling. He's darling. He was everywhere. And and then um just speaking of musicals, so Rita Moreno, um, she has a new documentary out and she also was at the Tribeca Film Festival. They really had a lot of it was their twentieth year. So oh, already. Yeah. Okay. So and Rita Moreno, she's eighty nine years old. Her look on the red carpet. She's gorgeous. I mean, she's now over well. What I do mean, you think what do you think she's done? Because absolutely she looks like she's sixty five. She she's looks like she could pass for forty. Are you no her me? face, her, her face, face, her je- I, everything about her look and she is just she's proudly told we've got the audio from um I think this might be GMA, but different people are weighing in, but it's her documentary premiered at uh, Tribeca and it's called Rita M- Moreno, just a girl who decided to go for it. And the people that you're going to hear speaking, Lin-Manuel Miranda speaks, Ava Longoria, Rita Moreno herself. And if you watch the reboot of One Day at a Time, of course, she's been on that. She famously, like two or three years ago, awarded the Golden Globes, what she awarded the Golden Globes in like 1962. She's just everything. So here's a little Rita Moreno. She is the Oscar winner from the original West Side Story. And now in a new documentary called Just a Girl Who Decided to Go For It. Hello, cutie. Rita Moreno is opening up about her life like never before. At the age of 16 years old, she was the sole breadwinner for her family. Little Puerto Rican girl whom nobody thought much of at MGM with a contract. Some of Hollywood's biggest stars, including many of her co-stars, from Morgan Freeman to Gloria Estefan, share the cultural impact of this Latina trailblazer. She made me feel like a woman could do anything because she did. She was a Latina, like me. The documentary produced by TV exec Norman Lear and Lin-Manuel Miranda Aww. shares Moreno's activism during the civil rights movement and how she learned to use her voice. To the Puerto Rican kids, wear your nationality like a flag. Be proud of it. The doc also reveals how she carved out her place in Hollywood against all odds. She comes up with what she calls the universal ethnic accent. You know, she was auditioning for the Russian girl and she would talk like this. And then they go, okay, could you audition for the Cuban girl? And she would talk like this. Nobody even knew the difference. Those are very different countries. (laughs) And how Moreno paved the way for others. 
if we thought there was no place for us in this world of the arts that we wanted to get into, we could look up and see Rita and say, okay, well, she could do it. How close can I get? As okay. Miranda, okay. obviously. And, and there is a part for her in, you know, she plays a part in the West Side Story, the Spielberg. Yes, right, right. One that's okay. coming out. So I'm going to be really shallow and I'm going to go a different trajectory here. Okay. She's 89 years old. I would like her to back date <laughs> the dates of all of her plastic surgery. She looks amazing, Lori. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. You know that, what I mean? Because, like, Jane Fonda, if yeah. they would back date. And tell the, us when, they, tell did us when they did everything and what they did. It would just be a nice little blueprint for aging. I know that sounds so shallow and stupid. Yeah. She, but she looks amazing. Yeah, she really. She, I mean, I, I yeah, I can't believe it. I don't know. You know, she. 89 years old. Yeah, she talked to. Uh, she's. she's Still dances. I know. And that's the other thing. These dancers' bodies are amazing mm-hmm. into their 90s almost. I mean. And she told, do we have any more audio, Grant, or is that it? Okay, that was it. That was it, yes. Because she told uh, the guy that was doing the story, she said, you know, I'm going to be 90 in just a couple months. Like how, like when you're a kid and you can't wait. I'm 13 and a half. Right. Right. And she's like, now she's at the other. I'm 80. I'm a 90 in a couple of months. You know, she was just like so proud of it. Super excited that um, she has this part in West Side Story and was very excited about. uh, This documentary is supposed to be very good. It's supposed to be really good. Yeah. 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 So she was at the Oscars this year. and She's she's, an EGOT. Yeah. She winning actor. But seriously, she looks. She's amazing. She's inspirational and aspirational. Mm-hmm. For and sure. Can you just send the blueprint out to other people so we know how to age? Yeah. Like with plastic surgery. I don't want I don't want to just I mean aging with aging with surgery. <laughs> it sounds terrible, doesn't it, to say that? I, I'm trying to wish I'm hoping you'll stop because no, I feel like I'm, you've said it a couple no, times. No, I'm serious. And you I'm just, I keep thinking are. you'll take my by saying not, nothing I'm is not, like you know, cluing in or I'm whatever. I'm ready to move on to Belo. What is Belo? I don't know. Should that be our name for Benefer 2.0? Should we call him Belo? Belo. <laughs> well, what did we call? They were Benefer. Benefer. Why don't we just call him Benefer? Well, well, we then you got to call him Benefer 2.0. I just thought you know the J Lo Belo. You know Belo. I like it. Below the deck. Yeah. Um, hey Yeah, I don't yeah, know that it's going to stick, but he was in no Lord, You're so funny. I'm yeah. trying to let you get out of this. Yeah, well, I am just. But I, <laughs> I'm saying a lot. All right. Yeah. Why, why don't you say it 10 more times? And to. then, you know. I'm not going to. And then Grant will slowly like, stop even laughing and ah, he'll just be, be sitting there. I'll be quiet. No, but they now talk about somebody who wants to be seen. You go to Nobu, Malibu. You go to Nobu, Malibu, and Craig's. There are paparazzi front and back Why at both places. Why do you think they want to be seen so bad? What is I it? think they are really happy to be back together. That they love the second time around as lovers, keeping their individual mansions, right. not well, worrying about getting married, right. having children, all of that stress. They are lovers the second time around. But they included the kids. Well, the kids went to Nobu with, uh, yeah, well, he, they'd already, he'd already spent time with Lupe in at the win, you know, gambling with his, with his mother-in-law almost. So I just think they're kind of giddy happy, uh, about, uh, 
you know, the love. The second and so time they don't around. care. They're just going to the, the places. Yeah, and maybe they really did have a hankering for Nobu. The food is very good there. Yeah, it is. People love the food there. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. They could have. And uh, so, yeah, they were smooching. And yeah, her. listen, those kids, uh, They the reason they liked Alex, they finally told her, I know this just because I know this. I tell Mom, me. we really only liked him because we loved his daughters. Yeah. We didn't really like him that much. That's well, what I'm thinking. Well, we had you know? something in common. Like Ben, he'd be the kind of guy like, well, the kids weren't even around, so they, no, they didn't even know. know so. No way. So she's There's just no too- way he, he's going to mix his kids, her, his kids with her kids for a long time. That's why they're mm-hmm. being lovers. Mm-hmm. But she mixed hers with him. With Alex, because she's that's no. what she does. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, that's what she the, does. Yeah. That's what she does, but... It, he won't do that. No, I don't think so. No. I don't think so. I think they're very happy, Lori. Lovers? Below? Below. I don't know. Benefer 2.0. I know. Let's just go with All that. Right. All right, we'll be it right works. back with the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hey, Holly. Good afternoon, ladies. Hi. Hi. Should we get some details about the documentary that's on tonight on Hulu, The Housewife and the Hustler? Yes. Yes. I watched part of it. it. You did. And? Mm -hmm. Well, you can you give us the details and then I'll comment. Okay. Well, there are this is page six is saying that this is primarily focused on giving a voice to Tom Girardi's alleged victims. Also, the fact, here's a little loophole on Erica Jane's money, that she was listed as a secretary of one of Tom Girardi's LLC, and that money was transferred to her company, EJ Global. Mm-hmm. So there are lots of business and financial loopholes going on. And uh, Sonny Hostin appears in the documentary and says that Erica Jane claimed that the money of her luxury items were gifts to her, making them separate par- par- property from Tom Girardi amid their divorce. So there's all this stuff and all these things, LLCs moving around, shifting money. Now, Erica Jane filed for divorce from Tom Girardi in November of 2020. On election day. On election day, which we saw on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Uh, This was all before Tom Girardi's legal problems became public knowledge. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we said at the time, somebody is giving her that legal advice. You need to file now and get out now. They knew this was coming. It's... I feel like this is just so, it's scandalous. It's scandalous every time you think about it. He literally took money from orphans and victims who were injured. Right. He let his wife flash and talk about how much money they had on a reality show with more eyeballs on it than ever. I like your sexist language. I am. That's his wife. Well, I, don't, I, I know that sounds sexist, but he's an attorney. Yeah. Why would he let her talk about that? There would be things that would be. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house 
to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The Off Limit. Don't show our lifestyle, honey. She wouldn't have been I'm hired. St- I'm stealing. Yeah. I mean, right. I would have said, here are the things you can talk about, and here are the things you can't, if you want to do this. Yeah. And then he was even a part of the show. Mm. It just seems like no one was thinking in that family for a while. Sure. So do you get some of that from this documentary? Is that what you're taking away yeah. from it, Julia? That you're just like, oh my gosh. Well, one, how awful is Tom Girardi, like you said, Lori, literally stealing from orphans? And two, how stupid were you to have Erica Jane go on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and flaunt your wealth? That's how and I feel it about makes it. me, I have been disliking her for the last couple seasons and it makes oh. me dislike all of her, all. Oh, what? Lori, I always. No, no, no. When you look at it, because I you never watched The Real Housewives on the regular with the. Be- I'm saying about Beverly Hills. I mean, Erica has been. She's not unlikable. Fun. She's not, unlikable. She's unlikable, and she's never brought much to anything. And all she's done is have little pithy, bitchy bone malt and great crazy outfits because of the glam, but she really didn't bring. Any real anything. It was just all a facade, which we now know. Yeah. So. so now not only was it superficial, but now you get to see how ugly yes. perhaps all of it really it is. It makes me mad I ever liked her to, at all. Uh, now, Erica Jane hasn't been charged with any crimes regarding all of this money issues uh, that are going on. But Erica Jane accused of embezzling settlement funds that were meant to help the victims of Lion Air Flight yeah. 610 in that class action lawsuit. So she's being accused along with everybody else in this lawsuit. And prosecuting attorneys are watching that show every Wednesday. But that's with, what I'm saying. I mean, people... You know, she's going to get in so much trouble. She's going to get in so much trouble. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, you can watch The Housewife and The Hustler on Hulu as we speak. So there you go. Uh, mark your calendars. I know you guys like to anticipate what's coming up at the box office. Brad Pitt's Bullet Train is going to be in theaters in April of 2022. So this oh, is, is that the one we saw him kind of looking like a hunk, uh, but battered. Yes, a battered hunk. A battered hunk. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Bullet Train is based on the Japanese book uh, called Maria Beetle. And it's Brad Pitt, Sandra Bullock, Joey King, Andrew Koji, Michael Shannon, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Wow. So there's quite it, a... It's, it's five of fat assassins find themselves on a fast-moving train from Tokyo to Monaco or something. That's right. So the project is being described as speed and also kind of like that movie Nonstop. Do you remember with Liam Neeson and Michelle Dockery when they were on the airplane? Yeah, it came yeah, out in yeah. 2014, mm-hmm. so it's kind of being described as a cross How can a train go from Japan to Monaco? It There's isn't ocean. Monaco. It's Marana. It's, a, it's another word, Lori, but I'd never recognize it. Like it's just, it's, it's in Hello, Japan. It's in Japan. It's a, okay. So Monica. So it's on the Shinkansen, on the bullet yeah. train. Oh, my goodness. Well, mm-hmm. hence, you know, the name of the thing. The name of the movie. Wah, 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 wah. Hello, hello. But you, when she said uh, Japan to Monaco, I'm like, wow. wow. Are there train tracks going over the ocean? I can't read. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> It's Monday. Happy Monday. Now this sounds ah. No, this sounds really cool. This is happening in Los Angeles and if somebody happens to be in LA this summer and you're into roller discos, this is for you. Niall Rogers from the band Chic is launching a roller disco haven called the Disco Oasis. 
Mm. This is literally a roller disco that's going to be happening from July 16th through Labor Day in Palos Verdes Hills. And you will be able to roll with civilians and professional skaters in what is being called a glittery explosion built to celebrate the communal experience. Oh, I'm so sad. Roller Garden in St. Louis Park that's had right. to close. I know. Jeez. It's just like set for a renaissance because I've, I don't, it, on social media, people are buying roller, roller skates. skates. The four, the four the wheel. Regular yes. And, oh, Oh, I used to love going and put on, on your knee skate. high socks and little shorts and dancing yes. or maybe you know oh yeah roller roller gardens are fun yeah so this is a, it's a, a an immersive experience it's all benefiting the We Are Family Foundation so it is a nonprofit initiative so cool. if that sounds like it's fun for you then go ahead and do that Selma Hayek talks about meditation and her meditation practice with her pet owl. Mm-hmm. Oh, she is so weird with that owl. I know she is. I mean, I can't imagine living with an owl in your house. Yeah, this is like <laughs> obscenely rich people hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> because remember, Salma Hayek is married to a billionaire and also very successful and, and wealthy in her own right. And but she's promoting something. There's some movie she's, she's in. She's in some movie. Yes, Salma Hayek is in a movie. She's in a new... <laughs> I mean, yeah. okay, this is like a really right. obvious train. thing that we yes. just said. It, well, this is this is the whole study of obvious. Bullet right. Train is about a bullet train, right. and Selma right. Hayek is it's doing press in a new movie. movie. It's called right. The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Thank you. That is the it's name. It's a terrible of, name. I know. But it's with someone funny, isn't it? Ryan Reynolds. Yes. And Samuel L. Jackson. Yep. So this movie's coming out June 16th. And doing press for this, she said that she meditates with the, her owl named Caring, and she puts pictures of him sitting on her head with her eyes closed. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, she said, the minute I go into meditation, she stays super still, and the owl says, stays super still. Is and it tr- likes to sit on her head, and I'm very concerned about the, the owl scat. That's on Selma Hayek's head. Oh, yeah. No, I want her to stop with her owl talk. (laughs) I really do. (laughs) Unless she's trying to drive her husband out of the house. I, you know, I feel like perhaps maybe it's one of those relations where they, they have, have separate big bedrooms yes. with an adjoining hallway. Do you hallway. think so? Uh-huh. Well, yeah. They met when she was really young. Really? She pro- They probably have wings. Or, mm. Well, true. You know, speaking and, of owls. Yeah. They just meet. Yes, exactly. He meet can't like it. Owl room. She, she think, I think she did a, a, a Sunday morning thing, and she said, my husband doesn't like that I let the owl have free reign of the house and i thought nobody would? would like it well free reign i mean come on again i'm thinking practically i'm thinking about the people who keep the house together and you have to find the owl poop everywhere and i'm thinking of the owl who would really like to be in the trees yeah, well and thank you very much <laughs> also owls eat whole rodents and out the other end that's you know <laughs> i'm looking up right now how much do owls poop yeah. thank you thank julia you. all Let's right traffic Based on popular demand, this happens every year, Julia. Uh, it's time to get uh, Grant. You probably don't know, but every June, um, we have a very, we have a very nice website called uh, Illicit Encounters, which uh, asks people what their top favorite fantasy and sexual kink is, and we've got the new and updated list uh, in the 
because 2020, 2021, you know, the, how did the pandemic and COVID affect people's kinks and fantasies? If stuck is on the top of the list, being stuck in an aluminum chair. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> about it? Because that's going to probably make the top 10. I, what are, what are, okay, what well, are the new ones? Do I have anything this, new? I thought this is kind of interesting. Okay, so 74% of men and 67% of women say they have a kinky side. But quite a few people, 32% of men and 31% of women, say they keep their kink-related fantasies a secret from their partner. That could be an age thing or whatever, but... um, uh, so anyway, they asked, uh, it could be an age thing. It could be an yeah, age thing, be. you know, mm-hmm. it can be an age thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, uh, anyway, here are, here's, here's what we learned. Okay, Julia. I'm um, curious. Okay. This still comes in at number one. It's been number one for several years. Some people call it El Fresco sex. Some people call it sex on the beach. Some people call it sex outside mm-hmm. but it's basically sex somehow outside okay. i like i like the in the lake i like the el fresco sex yeah, because too. it's just kind of open know, open mm-hmm. and all that so that it doesn't you're not committing yourself to a sandy beach that's right mm-hmm. julia so, be standing up in your driveway next to your car in your garage it el be fresco sex okay. is the top fantasy. sexual kink slash fantasy for women then for women Get out your blindfold, because that's that's a good feeling too. Okay, that's just number blindfolded. two. Blindfolded. So it, it, does it go all the way into BDSM or just, no? Just blindfolded, just blindfolded. sex. Hmm. Then the unknown. The unknown. Then the old body piercings. Now this is generic enough, so it could be nipple rings. Lord, could it be a Prince Albert? I don't know. Could it be four? Yeah. Uh, Grant, do you know what a Prince Albert piercing of is? Of course he does. You do too. Now I now now yes. Now thinking about it, yes, something yeah. I would never do to myself. No. Oh my lord! Well, no. this is- but kind of a fascinating thing when you have the opportunity. Oh yeah, yeah, I can see that. There's see, always sensations that are always fascinating. To see, feel, and <laughs> yeah. um, you know everything else. So people have a fantasy kink about the body piercing. Piercing, okay. you might not go through with your uh, Prince Albert in a can. Situation. Yeah, no, serious. Okay. Which, which I had an opportunity and I chickened out. I would too. I, I would too. Yeah. I'm being honest. But I held it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, know, just I make totally a confession. Know this I was just like, yeah, it was I like, I was like, oh my Lord. Yeah. At first I, I had to see it. it. Yeah, yeah. Did I you know, I and I, I had know. to, you know, feel it hold. <laughs> I love and then I just said, no, I'm afraid of that. Not for me. Yeah. No. Nope. Okay. I so. would think, what if it came loose and you, it, it, you know, caught something. Caught, that's, uh, the, yeah. I mean, there's so Ooh, many things that I could Fantasies and kinks aren't always acted upon. I these are just the things that. This is just mental. Simulation. Okay, okay, women also love the idea of role play, dressing up sexy costumes. Now, let's go to the men's. All right. The guys. Here right. we go. Okay. The number, like where women like El Fresco sex, sex mm-hmm. outdoors, that was number four on the man's list. Number one on the woman's list. Okay. Uh, bondage, spanking and whips specifically mm-hmm. was number three for guys. Yeah. 
Number two was role playing, but very specific as to the uniform. French maid. Cheerleader, school teacher, nurse. Yeah, whatever Mm -hmm. it could be. Mm -hmm. Beware of the man who asks you to get a talcum powder and a diaper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's an awkward moment. Okay. Beware of that man. Or woman, I guess. Yes. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) That's a red flag for sure. Um, Or a rubber sheet. Mm. Oh, yeah. But number one for guys? Number one for guys, Julia. Okay. Is I will call it the old DIY porn. Mm. So filming each other... While having sex, do it yourself. Porn, okay. porn. Yeah, All right. that was number one for guys. All right, mm-hmm. there you go. So mm-hmm. always dangerous though doing DIY porn. Mm-hmm. It could be stolen from your garage, a la Tommy and Pamela. It could be shared without your knowledge. It could be on a phone um, and sent to your children on accident. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, you don't There's, know. I mean, if anyone's looking at your phone, it could be true. yeah. DIY porn should come with a big red handle. I think it should be like in the olden days. It should be a Polaroid picture. Yeah. You know, Polaroid. It's not kept on a camera. It's not kept on digital. Nothing digital digital involved at all. Yeah. Maybe a good cassette tape, yeah. you know, right. or something. It'll work yeah. on the trackings to right. make, that. It, it <laughs> make the sound work with the yeah. picture. <laughs> something like that. Okay, yeah. so um, if someone, you know, like DIY porn, that's what the kids are calling it. Mm-hmm. Now, the one list, the thing that did not make it on the woman women's list came in number five on men's top ten okay. was threesome. Isn't that interesting? Oh, that I, do we are we shocked at all about this? No, I think threesomes is a great fantasy for men and women. I'm shocked, Julia, shocked that it did not make the women's well, top ten. Well, I'm when with you're, you. when yeah, you're, thank when you. One of them is body per- piercing makes it on the list over threesomes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't. Have know. Have you fantasized a lot about body piercing? I mean, that one doesn't no. come up ever for me. And that Just feels the like one it's, time that well, I for, had my encounter well, when you had exposure to it. But really, <laughs> on the big picture Elden. of fantasy, <laughs> Grant is okay. laughing that I held. Oh, no. <laughs> I love how you said I, just, I held it. No, <laughs> if you're watching a, the YouTube video right now, Lori is showing us. Right. Oh God. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so guys... But seriously, uh, piercings? Has yeah, it ever... and men, men had it on their list, too. Body piercings. What number was it there? Number eight. Then food play and blindfolded sex is really... Guys are really not that into it unless um, you can somehow there. pretend you're two. Mm. You know? Oh, sure. I'm Anna, and this is Annalise. Exactly, mm-hmm. but only one thing voices, is happening. Right, right. Yeah, you know, somehow right. you can do that. So, uh-huh. And then men specifically, they like the idea of some rubber latex and leather. It's going <laughs> to be my new bar. Rubber, rubber latex and leather. How can I help you today? <laughs> anyway. So, we know that. I also thought, in the interest of, you know, some... Just a cleansing thing after that story. Thank you. Is yes. that <laughs> um, apparently this is a a, a new uh, study, Julia, about things that people uh, will not date or anyway, safety is sexy. Sexy. Most Americans say they won't ride with 
or date an unsafe driver. In fact, more than half American drivers uh, said they wouldn't date someone, that 56%, who they think is unsafe. And nearly 18% said they've ended things with somebody because they were such a bad driver. Okay, first of all, when you're dating, you usually meet somewhere. I mean, gone maybe are the days that people come to your front door and pick you up because you don't want them to even right. know where but you live. Eventually, you're eventually going to you're get in a car together. Them. Well, I drove with you and Casey, and you were a front seat, back seat driver. He is a <laughs> horrible just, driver. I just drove I with am them. in fear <laughs> when he drives. Grant, we were in the car and Saturday. Oh, yeah. And I in was fact, in the back seat. In fact, when we first <laughs> went on a date where he picked me up, I always then said, I'll meet you because right. I a was he's a, a jerker driver at his car and yes he's a hooky jerky <laughs> no it was really really I didn't hadn't seen his house yet so <laughs> I should have saved the shock for the second thing right <laughs> anyway yeah eighteen maybe you know like the seventy five year olds are breaking up with somebody and all age groups I will can't break up it. with somebody anyway yeah they don't well, driving like it. yeah. Um, people also think that, uh, yeah, three out of four, uh, like, uh, people said they wouldn't eat, that they would not date somebody who wouldn't wear a seatbelt. Well, because, 100%, yeah. because that's just stupidity. Right. That's just dumb. Unless that, you're at a farm and you're on your dirt road on your own property. Right, right, I, right. I wouldn't, cause that to me feels like what, what? Yeah. Okay. Now I, let me get this out there real quickly. Okay. This little story. All um, right. And that is... If you're planning um, on traveling and you're looking for the horny cities. Oh, what are they? Well, Julia. Las Vegas. The horniest city or cities. Um, they, they looked at 200 big cities. They used nine key factors of sexual arousal. Mm-hmm. Sexual arousal. Okay, well, we're I got to say it like Dr. Ruth. Yes. So they looked at Google search, like adult contact, sex toys, like the, 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 the horny cities, Paradise, Nevada, Orange, California, Hollywood, Florida, which is by Lauderdale, yeah, Providence, Rhode Island, mm-hmm. Atlanta, Georgia, Fort Lauderdale, Newark, Dayton, Ohio, Tempe, Arizona, and Baltimore. These are the horny cities. Mm-hmm. Get to these cities. Don't bother going to Omaha, Nebraska, McKinney, Texas, or Naperville, or Plano, or Brownsville, or Loretto, or Amarillo. That's a lot of Texas. Yes, but Naperville Naperville's outside of Chicago. Not horny at all. Okay. So just, you know, if you're looking for hot and bothered. That's where you would go. So, you know, Tempe's a college town. Te- uh, Texas adults clearly prefer to be alone based on this study. <laughs> that's what i can take from that all right listen we'll be back well grant you did it you got through your first sex monday i did that was fun well you i think you've done a sex monday here and there yes yes yes, i've had a couple that was fun though i like that that. was kind of hilarious the way you held it was just great oh yeah (laughs) um okay so uh you know boy george is i think he turned 60 today it's his birthday, or Karma Karma Chameleon. It's his birthday today. And, and he is also the voice of the Waze app for Pride for the month of June. So if you get the Waze app, yeah. you can say who you want to direct to. And Boy George is one, one of the of voices. Them. Oh, I yes. love it. I yes. love it. And also, um, YouTube is hosting a Pride 2020 event. And Elton John and his husband, David, are going to... Um, 
co-host it and they've got all, all kinds of people and they're raising money for the Elton John AIDS Foundation. Right. So that's uh, going to be um, Friday, June 25th. So it's going to be something on YouTube and stuff. And then the movie I watched with those little rascals, the five and the seven-year-old on Netflix, it just came out like three days ago. It was called Wish Dragon. Okay. Casey was just on top of it. It It was so cute. You know what? It was, um, it's kind of like a riff on Aladdin. Okay. This little boy gets a magic teapot and he gets a genie with three wishes. And, and, you know, anyway, but it's the story. It's, it's a wonderful, it was really great. The animation in it and the story, it was very, it wasn't the most original, but it was great attitude. And the five-year-old got squirmy with about 20 minutes left. The seven-year-old. Oh, how long was it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know how long it was, but the seven-year-old was enraptured beginning to end as was I, and as was Casey. It was really cute, but, and it started this whole thing with, the kids, if you found a, a lamp, what would you wish for? And you got three wishes from mm-hmm. a genie, what would you get? And both kids, one of their wishes was what happened to the kid, Din, who accidentally wished for something. As soon as you say, I wish for, then the yes. wishes, and he wished that he could fight like a, mar- a, a master kung fu artist because these bad people were approaching him. And he got his wish, and he was just a major. My, and both kids, we'd be fighters. Oh, my God. That's so funny. And That's then, so funny. And then one of the wishes that they had a magic dragon they could fly everywhere on. And they that, could actually, that would be rides. so fun. That would really And I'm be like, fun. would you drop me off in Paris with Grandpa? Oh, yeah, sure. You know. That would be fun. It was just, it was really, uh, it's a good kid movie. I haven't watched a kid movie in, you know, a long time. So I was just, like, pleasantly, like, surprised mm-hmm. at how... Well done, it was, and that is never an old tale. No, it's it is kind of a fun. No, because fable. everyone can see themselves being that situation. What would you wish for? And, and we listen, and we learn something. Like the man who wished he had the golden arm, you know, and has the you know can turn everything into gold until he touches his own face and makes himself turn into a gold statue and breaks, whatever you know, whatever that right the lesson might be, be learned be and then what you wish for you guys we lost uh grandma millie i shouldn't say we did but she's a viking super fan and she passed away at the age of 102 yeah did you hear that i did she was the one that had the the bricks right the oh, soft she would bricks. Yes. she watched every vikings game from her favorite chair with a screwdriver in one hand and a yellow foam brick in the other love it and finally at one year she started attaching a string to the bricks so she wouldn't have to get up to get it but her loyalty Aww. was so fierce that Vikings named her Fan of the Year in 2020. And last year, for her 101st birthday, they sent her 101 white roses. And she just was very admired among friends and family for kindness, compassion, and a vigor that she had. And when um, a Vikings fan since 61, she caught the team's attention when she toured U.S. Bank Stadium at age 98. Remember that? And was interviewed by a TV station. This went viral. And two years later, the Vikings gave her an early 100th birthday tickets, two tickets to a playoff game against the Saints. So uh, Grandma Millie was there in person for what became known as the Minnesota Miracle, thanks to a game-winning final seconds touchdown. And everyone called her the Vikings' lucky charms. And Roger Goodell gave her tickets to go to the Super Bowl. But, of course... Kings lost that NFC yeah, they game. Did. They did. And the phone brick may have been thrown.
quite a bit during mm-hmm. that game. But anyway, so yeah, she uh her her family uh let us know that uh yeah, she, she 102. 102. That's a life well lived. Yes, that's yes. A good thing. Grandma Millie makes you kind of go, "Oh, that's sweet the Vikings, you know, they got on that one." You know, and then Lamar Odom. I'd like them to get on having a good team. Team, yeah. And then Lamar Odom knocked Aaron Carter out in the (laughs) second round of their celebrity boxing match, which if that's called boxing, it was like watching him struggle and spinning around. Like, <laughs> did you guys he was watch in this? Swan Lake? No, it was twenty nine ninety nine. No, I didn't. But no, I, but you're, you described it perfectly. I mean, Lamar Odom has like eighty pounds and ten inches on Aaron exactly. Carter. Exactly. Yeah, I guess they just need the money. You know, uh, they need the money to do a celebrity mm-hmm. box, and they didn't want to do suck videos. He's too big for. People mm-hmm. paid thirty dollars for Jeez. this pay per view. Yeah, I don't get that. It was stuff. like the one the week before the, with, with Logan Paul yes. and uh, Floyd. Yes. That was 50 bucks. That was 50 bucks. Yeah, they made hundreds of million dollars of millions of dollars on that whereas this one not so much, but uh, he, a lot of money was made still. The fact that anyone would ever pay 29.99 go, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch two celebrities Lamar Odom and Well, Aaron those Carter. two, I mean, that's a really weak that's a really weak one. It is. We never got to talk about Rob Riggles and his terrible divorce. It's going very badly. Oh. Hidden cameras, siphoning of bank accounts. Ooh. I don't know really who he is, except I know, like I read the story. So last August during COVID, his wife and he were separated and she went into. They were not falling in love. No, she went into the house and put like a camera in a smoke detector. Mm. And then she got all of his passwords. And, and so the first he found out, like she would know all this information about him. Yeah. How does she know? And then I'm so doing? he and his girlfriend, that could have been a key where there was something up because they were still married. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we're this feeding is ugly. them. Yeah. It's really ugly. Ugly. And he's been in a million TV shows right. and movies. You, you just recognize don't recognize him you if don't. you saw him. You just don't know his He's name. on the show Holy Moly. It's a game show. <laughs> oh, that one. Fox Sunday. He's yes. the comedy guy that gives reliefs on Fox NFL Sunday. Strong eyebrow game. Yes. Strong, <laughs> Strong eyebrow game. Weak name recognition. All right. Have a good night, everyone. Thanks, Greg.